The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. How dare you, little jabroni, come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show, SmackDown, and run your mouth about how you're the WWE champion and run your mouth about how you're the game. Well, The Rock says, if you are the game, then quite frankly, you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says. Hello, and welcome to SmackDown Matters. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Miss J to the Max. How are you, Miss J? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me once again here on SmackDown Matters, where we provide commentary with color on SmackDown each and every week. Brought to you by the CSPN. You can find the CSPN on the web at CSPN.us. You can also follow this program on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitch Radio. All you have to do is subscribe to the Razzlecast dash the CSPN and Smackdown Matters will appear in your podcast queue each and every week. So first and foremost, I must congratulate you because this is the first time I've talked to you since Money in the Bank where you won who you got just like you said you would. I told y'all. <laughs> so first of and foremost give you your flowers for that i am the reigning defending who you got (laughs) champ eat sleep i don't know what the rest of it was wreck everybody and leave repeat (laughs) yes so miss jades the max understood the booking a lot better than me and mo to the underscore reese for money in the bank um all in all your thoughts on money in the bank with big e and nikki cross claiming the briefcase great I was, Nikki Cross was a surprise. I was like, wait, no, she's not. And it's funny because everybody, well, not everybody, but so many people were dogging the the women's money in the bank winner. Why, why, why is she win? Why? I actually was okay with it. Something different, something that was unexpected. I, I, I rocks with it. Okay. And uh, Big E? Loved it. Very happy for him. Well, on his way to becoming champion again. Uh, Roman and Edge in the main event was really good. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte was really was really good as well. So yeah, it was a strong pay per view. Yes, it was. Good job to everyone but Vince. I'm not giving him any credit for that. <laughs> well, at the end of Money in the Bank, John Cena returned. And he came out on Monday Night Raw talking greasy and said that he would show up on Friday night to confront Roman. So here he is, John Cena. Trying to, he, look, he just has movies to promote. So <laughs> I was surprised there were no Cena sucks uh, chants uh, at all. It's still I mean, I, they must have really missed him. Yeah, it's still new. Um, so Cena starts us off. He talks about how hyped up the fans are here and knows that Roman Reigns is coming. There is some sports news coming out of Cleveland today, which is why he has changed his middle name to Guardians, which was a lame joke. That was corny. That was terrible. See, that's when they should have started yelling, Cena sucks. <laughs> I did, yelling at the TV. <laughs> uh, he has to protect the little respect that WWE has left because Roman, as champion, 
uh, as Roman being Universal Champion, SmackDown absolutely sucks. Um, he stole that. From Actually, him. has he watched SmackDown for the last year and a half? <laughs> Just saying. He says, we're back live, and that means we are on the way to SummerSlam, which is a place for the fans to show what they believe in. Whose team are you on? So that gives us a loud Cena chant. Team Cargo Pants. So he asks if you're on Team Jorts or Team Cargo Pants. Uh, Miss Jade Simax says, let her loyalties be known. Uh, team Hustle, Loyalty and Respect, or on a team no one respects. Cena wants to know where Roman is because at SummerSlam, Roman can't see him. He says, let's get Roman Reigns out here. But of course, mm-hmm. it's Paul Heyman instead. Uh, I got a question. Yes. Who does John Cena think he is? We ain't seeing him in a month of Sundays. Actually, like 10 months of Sundays. And he think he can just come out here and call out the head of the table like that? <laughs> the audacity. The caucasity. Um, yeah, I think uh, Seth Rollins addressed uh, people like him and Edge later on in the night. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's 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 the type of stuff Vince allows if you allege. And I ain't gonna start on Oldberg on Monday nights. <laughs> so Paul Heyman comes out. Heyman says Roman isn't coming out here right now, but Cena will get an answer tonight. He says Cena will know that the tribal chief is here, and then Heyman does the "You can't see me." And starts doing the John Cena theme. (laughs) John Cena did all that work in that promo. Paul Heyman came out there in three minutes and stole it. (laughs) That's why we love Paul Heyman. Oh, that joint was hilarious. Uh, So that leads us to Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn cuts off a comeback attempt with the DDT, but Finn Balor is right back up with the sling blade, the blue thunder bomb, which Michael Cole called a Mikinochu driver. And then Pat McAfee was like, uh, yeah, the internet just says you messed that up. Uh, gets, <laughs> gets two on Finn, who pulls Sammy right back down for the double stomp. The shotgun drop kick sets up the coup de grace to give Finn Balor the win over Sami Zayn. Yes. Good job, Finny. Uh, he's got his uh, blue on to represent SmackDown now. And, uh, yeah. I'm proud of him. The entrance is still one of the best in WWE. Uh, Baron Corbin says he managed it, he managed to lose money with his Corbin Fund Me page because the guy who set up the website stole his identity. He says he has no <laughs> He says he even had to ride the bus here. He was like, what has happened to me? Uh, here is Mr. Money in the Bank. Big E comes out for a promo after some You Deserve It chance. Big E talks about how he did some crazy things on Sunday. He's like, I don't have any business jumping off of ladders. And then here comes Apollo Crews to interrupt. Apollo Crews hey, for only having a contract. But here are Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to interrupt as well. Ziggler says, you better be talking about the two of them if you're talking about the Intercontinental title. And then here comes Rick Boogs to interrupt with King Nakamura. Before he can say anything, it's Cesaro interrupting as well. The big brawl is on, uh, and Apollo Crews gets a quick swing by, by from Cesaro. Um, surprisingly, this didn't lead to any type of tag team match, though. It was just a... We didn't have time. We didn't have time. That's next week, because Roman had to... We still had to make time for... <laughs> That last half hour from 8.30 to 9 is all about the Samoans. So we didn't have time for that. Next week. 
so we go down to Miami to the Rolling Loud Festival where Wale leads the fans in a We Want to Smoke chant and introduces the Street Profits. Um, everybody at the Rolling Loud Festival should have had the We Got to Smoke chant, not the We Want to Smoke They already had it. <laughs> They've been had it for hours. Uh, Angela Dawkins versus Chad Gable uh, from Rolling Loud. Let's talk about the set, though, before we get into the match. That set looked pretty dope with the ring in the middle and then the long, like, stage, you know, in the middle of basically... Like a, a runway? Yeah, so that was pretty dope. Yes. I like the way it looked. Um, they could probably set up, like, WrestleMania or something like that maybe one year. They should maybe... That might give them a new idea on how to set the ring up. I won't do that. <laughs> you know he is stuck in his old demented ways a suplex gives Chad Gable a two count and a German suplex is good for another one Dawkins avoids moonsault and then sends Gable to the outside Dawkins gets caught with the liger kick Gable grabs a backslide for a two count but then that allows Angelo Dawkins to hit the anointment or aka the sky high and he pins Angelo I mean Angelo Dawkins pins Chad Gable for the win I'm so used to Angelo Dawkins losing. This almost comes about. I, I was surprised too, because when they when he won, I was like, "Oh, I had already called it." Maybe at the two count, like, "Oh, he about to lose," and they were like, "Here's your winner," and I was like, "Wait, he won something?" <laughs> uh, Montez Ford was back Good for him as well, so it looks like he's uh, he's been cleared, or or at least he showed up to. You know, they had to put the right people at this Rolling Loud concert. Uh, thing you know the, the colors yeah the demographic had to be the right demographic for the people there to react now in such right. a large venue i don't know how the reactions were people were you know, it had it had to be the colors people who are in the culture who understand the culture right so. on tv it didn't look like they were too hype but i mean there's so many people out there you know it's probably very hard for it to translate on television right. with such a vast uh, stadium uh, Carmella versus Bianca Belair for the women's title in or SmackDown Matters version of it, rather. The handspring moonsault gets two count, as the fans are saying they want something. A jawbreaker staggers Belair. <laughs> X Factor. They want some weed. <laughs> Back up, Belair misses a big boot, but she follows that up with the KOD, and Bianca Belair retains the SmackDown women's title. Are we surprised? No, we are not. No. Binky looked great coming out, wrestling in such a big uh, venue, walking down the uh, the stage with the title. Yeah, this she looked like Binky looks good doing everything. Binky looks good washing dishes. So you know, Binky is money. They Carmella can't use that anymore. <laughs> Uh, we head back to Cleveland where Shotzi and Tegan Knox are having trouble with their tank. Kevin Owens suggests hitting it with a hammer, <laughs> which is all he can think of doing. Uh, Kevin Owens runs to Baron Corbin, who apologizes for treating him badly last week. He says, this is how Corbin has been for years now, and he asks Owens for forgiveness. Corbin is even wearing the same shirt as last week, complete with uh, some stains on it from the canned spaghetti. Oh, like he was eating a... Oh, I thought it was a ketchup stain. No, he said he was eating... I thought they had hot dogs back in catering. That spaghetti out the can that he was referencing last week. Um, So Kevin almost reaches in his wallet and gives him like it looked like about a hundred dollars, about eighty dollars at least, a couple of a few twenties. So Kevin Owens leaves, and as soon as he walks away, 
the tank decides to work and it shoots the projectile and it hits Baron Corbin low. So Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode come in to try to steal Baron Corbin's money that Kevin mm. Owens just gave him, but Kevin Owens doubles back and chases him off with the chair. Uh, that was hilarious. Kevin Owens looked like he slammed up, slammed down. He's slammed trying up, to slam down. He's trying to keep getting yeah, back. I almost didn't recognize him. I was like, oh. get back in his uh, in his real good shape that he was in uh, like a year or two ago. Uh, he was also wearing a Viking Raiders T-shirt, so. Okay. But yeah, this one. Yeah, I see the. Well, I mean, we can talk about it later, but the Viking Raiders are getting a little push. Something like that. Uh, it was That was hilarious, though. Them trying to st- steal that money from Baron Corbin. Man, down to his luck. And they. Well, they are the dirty dogs. So. <laughs> Do we, we don't expect anything less than shady and shysty from them. I think people are starting to enjoy Baron Corbin. Oh, I'm loving it. I love it. Hairline trash, clothes trash. Man said he had to ride the bus. Sir, we all, every black child, well, most black children in America who lived in urban areas have had to ride the bus at one point or another in their life. You will be all right. <laughs> yeah, so he's down bad. He's uh, even worse than he was for where last week because at least he still had credit and credit cards, but now he ain't got none of that. And if you ever had your identity stolen, you know what a pain in the butt that is to try to prove that it's not you once they run up stuff. So yeah. He better call them. Uh, what's that company that does the helps you get your credit back? I don't know the name of it, but I see the commercials all the time. You should call them. <laughs> so Edge comes out for a promo. He says the reactions from the fans do something for him, and he is so happy to be back. He says if you saw money in the bank, you know that he should be Universal Champion, but Seth Rollins kept that from happening. Edge thought that he had all of his bases covered with the Mysterios looking out for the Usos, but this was bigger than that. This goes back to when they first met in 2014, and Rollins thought Edge would never be back. Well, not only is he back, but he is in Rollins' way. Edge talks about being in the brood and in the ministry of darkness and says that he does that Seth Rollins doesn't know the evil and violence he is about to unleash. So here comes Seth Rollins to interrupt him. And so let's talk about mm. let's talk about the suit. Was it like a white? It's Carolina blue. Okay, because I was I, between the SmackDown lights, I couldn't tell what hue it was. Uh, he looked like. Um, you seen how high, right? Yes, uh, but you, that was so long ago. Okay, you, you know the, the the dude who hit everybody with the baby powder. Mm-hmm. That's what he looked like. Ah, okay. He was dressed like him. Got it. <laughs> um. Yes, he he looked like he was uh about to either try to ask you for your tithes and offerings. Or tell you that the 1998 Toyota Tercel with 350,000 miles on it is still a good deal. I mean, it's a combination of both. (laughs) Uh, Seth Rollins greets Grandpa Edge, who keeps talking about the man he used to be. Edge tells him to shut up. Edge invites him to the ring for a man-to-man talk. But Rollins says Edge knows what can happen to him. As Edge's uh, size, Rollins comes to the ring and talks about how John Cena and Edge are jumping the line. But the more he mm-hmm. thinks about it, the more thrilled he is. Rollins wants the people to give it up for Grandpa Edge because he loves how much Edge wants to talk about him. 
Edge keeps talking about him, the only thing people will say about Edge is how Rollins ended his career. Rollins isn't going to hesitate to pull the trigger the next time he has his boot on Edge's surgically repaired neck. Edge says he lied about not putting his hands on Rollins, and so the brawl begins, including the uh, execution. Rollins bails from the threat of the spear, but he does leave his suit jacket in the ring. Uh, Edge did not harm the suit jacket, though. He did not rip it up. I was going to say, did the suit jacket get harmed? No, no. The suit jacket was, was perfectly fine. He he, he looked like he uh, straightened it, took this, you know, pulled it back, the arms back out the right way and looked like he was about to put it on a clothes hanger for him. Okay. I hope he was going to steam it before he did that. <laughs> See, this is the point where I was looking down at something, so I missed what happened to the suit jacket. But... I do prefer heel Seth over babyface Seth. Oh yeah, the man is maniacal, and uh, and I love it. The, the promo is is very good as uh, heel Seth right now. It's the debut of Tony Storm on Tony Time. So it is Tony Time, and she is taking on Zelina Vega. Sunset Flip gives Zelina Vega a two count, and she like went to like grab Tony Storm around the waist, but she ended up ripping off Tony's belt. So that is just too much for Tony. As she hits the Storm one, which is like Brandy Orton's backbreaker, and then she flipped, flipped Zelina Vega over into like a diamond cutter or RKO or whatever you want to call it. And she got the pin. So Tony Storm successful in her SmackDown Matters debut. Yes, love it. I just want to know what's going on with Zelina Vega with that red sitting on top like a like a pastry on top of her head. I don't well, like it. Like she couldn't get it all throughout. Apparently the red is what's in because you saw what the Usos had in their hair. Yeah, but the I don't know. It just looks weird on her head. It's like she has a hat on. <laughs> and it's a permanent red hat. And it just looks ridiculous. But anyway. Um, I, again, I don't like that they use someone like Zelina Vega, who just came back a couple of weeks ago, was a big surprise. People happy to see her get back into the ring in this capacity. And then they just have her job out to the newest, the latest. I was surprised too. I thought it was going to be somebody down from NXT, like a note, like not a note. Like a no name, like somebody we don't know, but yeah, like a trainee, like yeah, and that's what right. it should be. I mean, because you want to try to keep the little bit of excitement people have for Zelina Vega around as much as possible, but have her come out here losing matches, that's not going to get the people keep the people excited. It's not going to keep the people going. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of which, Kanye and Jay Z seem to be friends again. Zelina didn't even get a uh, get an intro. Nope, she sure didn't. It was all about Tony Storm. All about Tony Storm. Told you. Vince <laughs> is demented. Jimmy Uso versus Dominic Mysterio is our next matchup. Dominic gets in a quick drop a drop toe hole to load up the 619, but Jimmy bails to the floor. Ray deals with Jay, and Dominic hits a dive as we take a commercial break. We come back with Jimmy kicking Dominic down as Ray gets knocked down. Dominic tries a springboard roll-up. But uh, they got their wires crossed, and uh, they had to regather it back up. Jimmy finally stacks Dominic up with Jay 
pushing them from the back, giving them leverage with his feet like they did to win the tag team titles. And mm-hmm. they got the win. And Jimmy Uso gets the win over Dominic Mysterio. See, that's that twin magic. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> um, everybody going to be complaining about Dominic messing up that spot and being like, see, that's why you shouldn't even be on the main roster. You know, the people that complain about stuff like that are usually, you know, straight white males who live in their mom's basement. Are you projecting? And they are also the same ones that hate Roman Reigns and think women's wrestling is stupid and... We're booing Nyla Rose last week for reasons that we obviously know. So, yeah. Nobody cares what they think. So now it's time for Roman to come out to answer John Cena's challenge. The fans don't seem thrilled to see him, but he demands to be acknowledged. He's like, I know who was happy to see him. That lady for money in the bank the other day. <laughs> the one that was like, We love you, Roman. And her son looked at it like he's going to cut her. <laughs> Probably had a long, quiet ride back home. <laughs> uh, Roman asked Cleveland to acknowledge him. He asked the people at home to acknowledge him. He says, Seen I had did it before he even said it. So by the time he said acknowledge me, I was like, Already done, tribal chief. Uh, Cena acknowledged him at money in the bank, but Roman did not expect to see it. Roman was expected to see a new Cena, but it was the same music, the same run to the ring, the same catchphrases, the same everything, just like it was in 2005. Roman says, it's like missionary position, the same thing every night. Okay, Roman, PG-13? Um, what? <laughs> I love it. Like, I knew he was going to have some some heat for John Cena this time around on the mic. I wasn't expecting that, though. Oh, Roman's been, look, Roman said I had a whole year and a half to prepare for some John Cena back and forth. I'm ready. He says, that's not how we do it at the head of the table, and that's not what we're doing at SummerSlam. So he says, the answer is no. But here is Ben Balor, of all people, to interrupt. Reigns wants, uh, he says, uh, my counsel has told me that you came down here to acknowledge me. But Finn is like, nah, <laughs> that's not why I'm here. He says, if Reigns says no to John Cena's challenge, how about accepting his challenge? So the fans are chanting, Roman scared, Roman scared. Roman kind of like looks at him and is like, really, me? A- he wasn't scared. Did you just say Roman wasn't scared? Roman's what, not scared of anybody. That's what the fans were saying. So then, Roman, oh, that's right. I was about to say, Don, don't make me in this early. No, 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 no. That, this is what the fans were saying. So Roman turns oh, back right. to Finn and says, "Challenge accepted," and that is how we end this week's SmackDown matters. That's right. The fans did say that. You know what? They must have saw my tweet about them not coming up with new material in the year and a half that they weren't at the stadium. Because <laughs> they were still yelling the same. It was like the same what chance. The same, like, it's like missionary. Like, I don't know. They had a whole year and a half to come up with new chants, and they didn't. See what I mean? (laughs) Uh, 
so yeah this was a this was a little bit different edition of smackdown with it being split in between cleveland and miami um there's some things that kind of left you scratching your head like why they cut off big e's promo to have all those people run out there and then yeah that was disrespectful because he was in the middle of his celebration and he couldn't even get his celebration because hate mass apollo cruz and then hate mass dirty dogs so yeah that wasn't right but it did have some very good moments. Uh, Paul Heyman mocking John Cena's theme song. Baron Corbin down on his luck getting robbed. Um, In broad daylight. Yeah. yeah uh, this was... At work. This was, on, on camera. <laughs> this is probably much less about the wrestling and much more about the promos and the talking uh, this week on SmackDown, which is a, a, a good way to build towards SummerSlam. People get Yeah, it's like uh it's like daytime soap operas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your thoughts on the show? Things that stood out to you, things that you liked? Thought it was solid. Glad Tony's here. I heard her music. I just I ran out of the kitchen. I said, Tony time I yelled it just like that. (laughs) Um We'll talk about some uh, NXT and AEW and a little bit of Monday Night Raw with you. Uh, NXT, we saw Raquel Gonzalez defend her title against Xia Lee. Unfortunately, I think Xia Lee just got the win knocked out of her, so they had to kind of end the match a little early. Um, but it was a very promising match until that part. Uh, Samoa Joe did not get a chance to choke out Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross. Cross was too busy choking out Mr. Regal. Yeah, Cross got one up on him and Regal, but uh, Samoa Joe was ready to do some damage, and uh, it just never, Karen Cross just never crossed his path. So, so what they're alluding to is that we are going to see Samoa Joe in the ring very soon. Uh, and it's likely going to be for the NXT title. What do you think? Yeah. Karen Cross made his main roster debut on Monday Night Raw and got very, very very pathetic because not because Jeff won, but because where's the smoke? Where's Scarlet? Where's the... They had that man singing his own entrance music going down the ramp. (laughs) That's Scarlet's job. Yes, very underwhelming with the presentation that we've been accustomed to seeing with Karrion Cross on his main roster debut. Uh, Jeff Hardy uh, used his feet on the ropes to roll him up and get the win. So a lot of people were talking about how disrespectful Vince is treating the NXT talent that come up. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, and, and just saying that uh, there's such a disconnect between the stars that Triple H is making and how they're treated on the main roster. So that was a debate earlier this week. Because Vince is too worried about bringing back the likes of Goldberg and John Cena. Um, Vince is not I know if I was Triple H I'd be slightly irritated because you spend so much time and energy developing these characters and their wrestling style and then they get up to the main roster and Vince is like "Mm, nope don't care we're just going to do things the old way and people are tired like we want something fresh speaking of something fresh Hit Row and Legado del Fantasma um, Got a little rivalry going on there. Yeah, yeah, they were uh, having another exchange of of words um, that was really good. Actually, got physical. 
Um, Santos Escobar was about to do our man swerve in, but be fab with the save. And then uh, they did Raul Mendoza dirty. Hit him over the hip, the bat with the guitar. Um, what do you think yeah. about Odyssey Jones, the big guy who was in the breakout tournament? Did you see him? Oh, I was happy for him. You know, I'd be rooting for everybody black. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know if I'm hit row and Lodato Dill Phantasma, I'm staying right at NXT. Don't send me to the main roster. I'm good. <laughs> Stay right here where I'm at. Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory, they had a very good match with Kyle O'Reilly uh, getting the win. Um, they Johnny didn't have to throw uh, Austin Theory under the bus like that. Uh, when Kyle O'Reilly was like, I, I heard you talking about me. Johnny was like, that wasn't me. That was him. <laughs> um, they didn't do a good job, I don't think, following up on the Robert Stone brand and, the, and what's going forward with them. They just had Mandy Rose come out and yeah. lay on the commentary table. They had Frankie Monet be a local competitor, but they didn't do an interview or have any vignette or anything. So that was kind of weird. And that was really about it. You know, the the theme of the show was just Samoa Joe waiting and waiting on Karrion Cross to get there. And uh, like you said, when he finally did get there, he had choked out William Regal in the parking lot. Of course, the most dangerous place in professional wrestling. Um, Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight, their Butler thing continues. You know, just Cameron Grimes continuing his. They need to stop trying to make Fetch happen. Oh no, L.A. Knight Knight is uh, doing excellent as a heel. He has he has found his foot. He annoys me. That he's doing his job perfectly. No, just in general, his (laughs) presence annoys. Even if he wasn't saying anything, he would annoy me. You know, everybody has that one or two wrestlers that they're just like, no matter what they do, I probably couldn't stand him in real life either. So, <laughs> it's just kind of where I am. Um, over on AEW, uh, Britt Baker defended her title against Nyla Rose, and it's being reported she broke her wrist in the match. So, the story of Britt Baker's career continues whenever she looks like she's about to really take off. She gets hurt. She gets injured. Yeah. And she's a dentist. How's she gonna drill holes in people's mouths and put in fillings with a broken wrist? <laughs> Girl, you you effing up both careers now. Hold on now. <laughs> Choose a struggle. Um, we got Chavo Guerrero introduced as Andrade's manager. So Chavo Boy, Andrade got all the all the uh Vicky brought him out. I don't know who the dude is. It's always with him. His right hand side translator. Kick. It's supposed to be his translator, but he don't ever translate nothing. He's he just there to collect the check. <laughs> right. I got Chavo. Yeah, he called out Death Triangle. Death Triangle answered, and he's basically like, "Why y'all hanging out, Phoenix and Penta? Why y'all hanging out with with, with Pac? He ain't got no titles. I need to come over, get back over here with the fam." He was basically saying, "You need look. The Mexicans need to stick together." That's what he was saying without saying it. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be uh, an ongoing story. That's going to be a lot of fun seeing if he can wrestle those guys away from Death Triangle, or if they make the triangle a square. Oh. <laughs> There's a thought. Um, the pr- press conference between FTR and Pride and Powerful was really good. My man Santana. Hey. Yeah, I kind of like halfway listened because I was making dinner. So okay. okay. Uh, did you see the calamity that took place in the Darby Allen match with Sting and Orange Cassidy? 
Orange Cassidy. Yep, when him and Sting. Oh, Orange Cassidy fought. Yep, but fought, uh, the Bunny and the Blade. He did, but he was also at ringside during the Darby Allen match. And Sting was at. Oh, no, see, I missed the Darby Allen match because I was cooking. Because oh, I was like okay. right before or after. So I heard it, but I didn't see it. I just knew. I just expect that Darby Allen's going to hurt himself every match. So Sting and Orange Cassidy had the most violent. According to Miss Simi, the most violent exchange ever on the ringside area. Um, it was just, you know, too much for television. Really? I'm Why being, is that? What did they do? I'm being. Ex- they did the Orange Cassidy kick thing. You know how Orange okay. Cassidy does those. Weak oh, you're kicks? being sarcastic. Very much so. Like, wow, oh, okay. What the hell is Sting doing? But the people love Sting. It. Yeah. So you know he needs to be at home, and he knows. Look, by the time Darby Allen comes out, it's past Sting's bedtime. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho won his first Labor of Jericho match against uh, Sean Spears. Uh, next week, he's going to have to go up against Nick Gage in a death match. Uh, yeah, expect a lot of. You pulled that man straight out of solitary confinement, huh? Yeah, yeah. Expect a whole lot of blood. What's his name? Nick Gaines. Nick. Gage. Nick Gage. Yeah. yeah. And where he he was he in New Japan too? No, he is a deathmatch wrestler. So uh yeah, he's Oh, so we're talking real blood. Yes. We're talking like oh. pizza slicers and stuff. Yeah. Well Chris Jericho's used to that kind of stuff too. Yeah, so this is gonna be absolute carnage and mayhem. And uh to top it all off. Lance Archer finally won something. Finally, won. The crowd was loving it. <laughs> I didn't realize he was in his hometown until JR said it. Yeah. But the crowd loved it. Yes. And it was good for Lance Archer. He had, this is his third shot at the title. Finally got it away from John Moxley, the IWGP United States title. These two men had a Texas death match. Uh, New Jack would have been uh, very proud with the fork spots. Did Lance Archer wrestle in New Japan too? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah, he's a part of Suzuki Gun. Okay. He was one of the, their heavy hitters. Um, and then as soon as he won, he was a little Samoan. Well, he went little. That's, <laughs> that's Tomatonga's that little brother. He's in the bullet clip. That's Tomatonga's little brother. Tomatonga's got another brother? Yeah, that's their baby brother. How many brothers they got? It's Tom- they all fine too. It's Tomatonga, Tongaloa, and then Halekiel. And that's who that is. Boy. He's like 6'9", 6'8", and he's the little brother. Boy. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so they're going to be going at it this week uh, on Dynamite. Uh, That card in Charlotte is going to be... And as long as we get another parent, look, we can keep getting it. Hangman Adam Page every week. They don't need to skip a week without him. Yes. The crowd loves it. Every time his music hits, I'm like, yes! Uh, they're gonna have the hangman is here. Ten man elimination tag team match between the elite and the dark order with Adam Page on this episode of Dynamite. Like Proud and powerful versus FTR. Man, this episode of Dynamite is on paper. Is I can't miss. Should be a five star episode. Should. When are we getting uh, Malachi Black and 
in, in two boy, weeks. let's see where we sign. In two weeks. Okay. In like August, either August the 4th or the next one after that. But I think it's August the 4th. Okay, got it. Yeah. You know what they need to do? For one night only, they need to bring Edge, Jeff Hardy, and the, the Dudleys over so we can just have a, a once and for all battle. I think that would be more of a Vince McMahon type of thing. Since no, screw made, Vince McMahon. They made all their bones in WWE. Apparently, though, the the rumor mill, the Mo Meltzer news report generator, <laughs> says that Daniel Bryan or Daniel or Brian Danielson and CM Punk are about to be signed by AEW. I saw those rumors this week on Twitter. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, if they do, that's a big game changer for AEW. Dude, well, they've been after CM Punk from the beginning, so if they finally them beat him down enough where he wants did to... Did he retire from MMA? Yeah, of course he did. He was 0-3 or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, so, okay. you know... I mean, you gotta know, know when to fold him. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, and AJ was probably like, mm-mm, this just... <laughs> Not cut out for this. And everybody's excited for Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson to show up there because of all the matches that they would like to see him have. And if he did, he ever wrestle in Japan? Not for New Japan, and that's one of the things he wants to do. So if he okay, if he does sign with AEW, they have that working relationship now with uh, New Japan, mm-hmm. so he could, in theory, go over there and uh, do his thing. That'd be dope. Now, in women's wrestling news, Nikki James made her return to Impact. Yep, yep, she sure did. Uh, so she, good for her. She's uh, she's trying to get uh, the title from Diana Peraza, right? I would love to see it. Uh, speaking, and as of, soon as I figure out, I'm still working on figuring out what channel, what time Impact comes on. Now, I probably could just look it up on the internet, but that would be too much like work. So um, I'll just keep looking for clues on Twitter. Um. The um God, what is her name? Uh, Kiera Hogan, I think her name is. Yes, Kiera Hogan. She has uh, she's not gonna come back to Impact. I think she's free. <gasps> Isn't she one of the tag team champions? I think they lost the tag team titles. Oh, where's she gonna go? She gonna try to go to the E, probably, and get the brakes beat oh. over by Sasha Banks for talking greasy. Oh, that's right. Do it. <laughs> I want to see it. I will say this: AEW, they need to work on their women's division because we're not getting enough women's action each and every week. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the rant that Miss Simi goes on this week on the dark match. So if you, uh, yes, I just got my dark match uh, uh, link this morning. Yes, yes, thank you. So, um, yeah, so if you want to hear more about what we think and why this is happening. Yes, become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, but we do address that very thing. Um, And you get your dark match links every Sunday morning in your inbox. So when you wake up, you can listen while you make breakfast. uh, They have a... um, they have this new show starting in August, the Elevation Show, that's going to be coming on Fridays, and hopefully that'll. Is that the one Mark Henry is posting? Yes, and hopefully that'll be the place where they can showcase more of their women's wrestling. But that's going to be a hard watch for me. 
That's, I'm not even going to sit here and pretend like I'm going to watch it. It's gonna be. One I of just listen things. to you and Sammy. It's gonna be one of those things where I tune in and only talk about if anything important happens. If nothing important happens, I'm gonna treat it just like dark and dark elevation. Yeah. I know the first the first one is gonna be a banger, but after that, we'll have to see. Because they gotta draw you in. Of course, of course, of course. Um. And I think that's pretty much everything else that. Yeah, solid week on. in the world uh, of wrestling. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee came back on Monday Night Raw. So Against Bobby Lashley. Yep, good to see Keith Lee back. Um, and then who else came back? Uh, and then, yeah, after Keith Lee got squashed by Bobby Lashley, then we had uh, Goldberg come back and. Change. We asked. We asked for Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, <laughs> and Ben said the best I can do is Goldberg. But you saw Brock was out there. Yeah, he could be. could be a John Cena versus Bobby Lashley. You seen Brock out here like a full fledged butcher and stuff now? Brock ain't got no time. <laughs> Wrestling. Brock is living on his farm in Canada, not thinking about nobody but his kids in his farmland. Right, right. So, definitely um, a, a very good week in wrestling, though. There's a lot of good stuff that happened this week, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you to everybody who used their voices to share their commentary with color through the twitter spaces or the hashtags uh money cast holes raw cast nxt cast dynamite cast and smackdown matters so at this time miss jay yes, thank you miss jay to the max i'm gonna turn it over to you oh and also i'd like to thank you for your participation in the wrestlecast reaching 300 episodes this past week milestone number look at us Yes, yes. So we've we've been out here for quite a while, three hundred episodes deep. So just thank you, Miss J to the Max, for all of your contributions and suggestions and um, hosting of the Ladies Night Wrestlecasts and things like that. Definitely appreciate you. Always a pleasure. Now it's time for your shout outs and thank yous. Shout out to the entire Wrestlecast crew. End. Okay. Well, shout out to my host, co-host, Miss J to the Max. Shout out to the landlord, Miss Didi Jonay. Shout out to Moted underscore Reese, Miss Simi. Shout out to Terry's boy who helped me record a new episode of Caster Strong Style that just dropped recently as well. We look back at what's been going on for the past month in New Japan, and we also previewed the event that is happening uh, this weekend, the Wrestle Grand Slam event with. Well, what we thought was going to be Kota Ibushi versus Shingo Takagi on top, but due to Japan and their issues with the virus, yes, we've had a change in the main event as the ace Tanahashi was substituted in for Kota Ibushi here at the last minute. I haven't watched the show yet, but it is hard subject to change. Yes, it is on my agenda today. So shout out to Terry's boy. Uh, for helping me record the latest episode of Cast a Strong Style. Shout out to Anwar Starwin. Shout out to Miss V. Shout out to Jupiter Julep, Madam Lizette, Miss Laura Singh, Anisi, Cammy D, um, Greg and Sam and Classic Materia and Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs and Kylet Wren and Word Exclaimed and Quanta Central R, Mike Fresh and everybody else 
who rocks with us. We definitely appreciate y'all. Go over to CSPN.us, click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Please do some shopping with our sponsors to help keep the episodes free on the on the network each and every week. And also support the black business that is CSPN by going over to the Patreon page, become a member, get the extra content from the dark match that we provide and, you know, help us out on the, uh, you know, keeping the subscription services going and things like that. So we can provide this content for y'all each and every week. So yes, because I get up early in the morning to do this, so y'all yeah, need to support our our sponsors and be a patron. Yes, both. Both. So for my co-host, Miss J to the Max, I'm your host Don Delorente, and this has been SmackDown Matters. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Sayonara. <laughs>
tells me that you're here to follow suit. You're here to do as John Cena does and acknowledge me. I'm not here to acknowledge you, but if you're not interested in John Cena's challenge, maybe you're interested in mine. Challenge accepted. 